Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, just last month, we read the headline that we had narrowly avoided a looming rail strike that would have thrown the U.S. economy into all sorts of chaos and additional supply chain challenges. The question is, is the rail strike strike striking back? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We wanted to dig into where we really are now. We we thought everything was under control, but it may be one of those not-so-fast-my-friends moments. And I'm really pleased to have joining us Derek Dennis, ABC News correspondent based in New York. And uh, Derek, as we look at this, is the, the threat of the rail strike really been struck, or do we still have more work to do? Uh, listen, uh, it, it is still a very strong possibility that there could be a freight railroad strike uh, because one of the largest railroad unions in the country, the third largest, has rejected a deal uh, for a new contract. Um, despite pleas from the White House and the Transportation Secretary to get a deal done. And so uh, the deal that was on the table offered uh, 24% raises and $5,000 in bonuses to uh, the union members, and they decided no, it wasn't good enough. Uh, the president of the union, uh, which is named the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division Union, uh, put out a statement saying that uh, the railroads haven't done enough to address the lack of paid sick time uh, as well as working conditions. And so they've rejected the deal, but they have agreed to continue talking. And so new negotiations are scheduled. And in the meantime, everything's status quo. Workers are still on the job. Uh, but if they don't get a deal, we could see a, a real crippling uh, of, of the nation's freight railroad system because all of the unions uh, that go into to the freight railroad operation across the country, they all have to agree on new contracts at roughly the same time. If mm-hmm. one doesn't agree, then they all don't agree, and that could be a real uh, shutdown uh, of uh, the supply chain in this country that relies on uh, the freight railroad system. Yeah, and so as we as we look at that, uh, why why at this point in the program we had you know a lot of a lot of hoopla on the front end. Uh, the White House obviously was heavily invested and helped negotiate sure. the the original deal. Why do these uh, things seem to be coming out now? Uh, you know, well over a month after that original deal was struck. 
Well, we're very close to the midterm elections, so everything's political. Uh, uh, but also, uh, look, President Biden is nicknamed Rail Amtrak Joe. Uh, he's a friend of, of the railroad system as a whole, a very partial Amtrak because he took it for, for decades as a, uh, as a lawmaker in Washington. Uh, oh, but he and his administration have gotten involved in the freight railroad system because of this uh, impending strike that could happen because of the threat to the nation. Uh, supply chain. Uh, and you're right. Uh, it all seems to be coming down to the wire. Uh, the midterm elections likely have something to do with it. It really adds to the pressure because lawmakers want to uh, see some kind of deal broker that they can take back to their constituents and say, look, we, we, we did this. We, we averted the strike. Your goods uh, and items, your produce and, and electronics and everything that's shipped on freight railways will uh, continue to roll. That has hasn't happened yet. Uh, new talks are going to get underway soon. Uh, but if they don't strike a deal, it, it could be devastating for the U.S. economy. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a real big one. As as you check with your uh, sources, Derek, what uh, how is the White House responding? Again, knowing how much the uh, White House invested uh, up front in this, right? Uh, how are they responding to this kind of new wrinkle in the bargaining? You know, they're they're doing the same thing as they did before in September. They're urging both sides to come to a deal. Uh, they're stressing the uh, the potential impact on the U.S. economy. Uh, they're telling the railroads to budge a little. They're telling the union to budge a little. Everybody has to uh, do a little giving here in order to, to, to promote the common good. Uh, that's the stance from the White House. The White House press secretary was asked about it today and, and said that the, the White House remains committed to helping uh, both sides reach, reach an agreement. Yeah, and uh, what are you watching for? Uh, what's coming up next? Uh, you, you mentioned that there are some talks that are scheduled. Are there any right. little indicators that uh, you're watching for to say, okay, if this happens, then then the dominoes start falling the right way. If they go here, then uh, maybe we've got a, a real big problem. Well, sick time is a real key sticking point for the union and for, for the membership. They want uh, more paid sick time in, built into their contracts. Uh, they also want an improvement in working conditions that they said um, were, were sort of uh, gone downhill after the railroads uh, eliminated nearly a third of jobs over the past six years. And so when you've got less people working, the ones who are left uh, sort of have to pick up the slack. And, and union members say that that and contributed to uh, a, a real uh, uh, detrimental working condition uh, situation uh, for, for the freight railroad. So w- what we're watching for is to see if, if the railroads budge on the sick time issue, if they agree to increase working conditions. They've already agreed to uh, raises of 24% and $5,000 bonuses. So it it's appears that the union members aren't particularly interested in pay. They want the working conditions and the sick time. Uh, those are the key sticking points for them. Yeah. And then final question for you, Derek, before I let you go, uh, just looking at the the impact this could have. A lot of us, uh, it's sort of like uh, going to the grocery store and we just expect the milk and the bread and everything to be there. We're not really sure how it gets there. It's just there. Uh, And I think a lot of us don't really think about how reliant we are on freight and and rail. Uh, How would that, how would a strike impact the economy in the short term? 
Well, I mean, you think about, you know, a, a lot of farming uh, happens in, 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 in certain pockets of the country. Uh, so the, that produce, those, you know, the fruits and vegetables have to get uh, from A to B, and a lot of them are, are on freight trains. Uh, you know, if you've got, um, you know, tires, for instance, if you've got car parts that need to be shipped from, from one part of the country to another, that all goes by freight train. And so you, just about everything that's made in the USA has to be shipped somehow uh, over freight. And so that would be devastating if there were to be a strike uh, that would shut down the the nation's global supply chain, or at least the U.S. supply chain, uh, and really make store shelves sort of bare and and be detrimental to the economy. And so the Biden administration doesn't want this to happen. Obviously, consumers don't want to see it happen. uh, But we're, we're sort of stuck between what the railroads and the railroad unions agree to, and, and they've got to get back to the negotiating table to, to stri- try and strike a deal. Yeah, Derek Dennis, ABC News correspondent based in New York. Derek, thanks. Uh, great reporting, great insight sure. there on the rail. All right. Uh, again, that's uh, Derek Dennis joining us, and that's an important conversation. Again, we often don't think about it. It's not front and center for us every day. It is how most of the stuff we consume gets moved around. It's one of those where the headline was that the deal was done, things were looking good, crisis avoided. Uh, the union saying not so fast. There are other issues to be dealt with. And so, as always, you can't just rely on the front end headline. Sometimes you got to dig a little deeper and think again. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone. And get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.